Hello, and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. Uh, we have started the recording uh, as well as the live on Instagram. And uh, it was a quick dash to get everything done because I was doing an alternative workout this morning. I had decided to uh, help with some moving of the wood. Uh, I have a small uh, wood-burning stove here in my tiny space in Ireland, and uh, that requires wood. So the wood was delivered. I moved it back to the wood check thing, um, but that was my workout this morning. And so I was kind of excited to to be able to do something different. Um, even though it was a lovely day and I could have gone for a run this morning, I decided to uh, move some wood, move my body around, do some things. Um, and so that left me like a short amount of time to get showered and ready for uh, the podcast. But I wanted to record before um, Thanksgiving in the States um, because I think holiday season is also known as codependency season. Um, and there's been a lot of reference to codependency just in regular um, media culture lately, which I find fascinating um, because it's not something people talk about all that often and they don't necessarily understand what it means or how it works. And so um, that's why I decided to go on a world trip and tell everybody what codependency is. Um, that is not why, but it's what's happening. So um, just again on the podcast, wanted to let people know that this is Luna X2 or LX2 Codependency Coaching. And I appreciate everybody who's listening and who's joined me today uh, to watch the live because I think it's important, the things we're talking about, uh, especially as we enter the holiday season, both, uh, you know, in the States, which Thanksgiving is this week, and then, um, you know, kind of globally because Christmas is a thing. Uh, thank Jesus, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I had written a couple things down because I think it's important to recognize that um, codependency kind of shows up during this season and time. Um, and so just a quick uh, reference to myself, I did post the um, full list on my blog on my website, and the link is in my bio. Um, but the first thing, and the most important thing is, especially if you're going to family events or work events, where there will be lots of people and you will be asked to do lots of things, um, is to find an accountability person or an ally in your situation. Um, it's usually going to be that family member <laughs> that you both kind of sneak off to a corner and talk about everybody else, which is not very kind, but it's definitely something that you do. Um, or just like somebody you can text and be like, oh, I'm at this shit show of a family event. Um, not that all family events are shit shows, but there are shit show things that happen when we all get together as a family. Um, especially around the holiday seasons, for whatever reason. Um, and I don't just mean the fall holidays or the winter holidays. I mean holidays in general, where lots of people are together and families specifically. Um, to be very clear, I love my family. Um, my siblings are fantastic and I love to spend time with them. Um, I have spent time with them in the past for this specific holiday. And we usually have a really good time, uh, but it can be very triggering and challenging. Um, for a lot of reasons, not least of which is that family, they're the ones that installed the buttons on your triggers, and so <laughs> they're the ones that will continue to push them. Um, but I want to, you know, suggest that you find an accountability person. So someone who can remind you of your skills, remind you to breathe, 
uh, remind you to drink water so that <laughs> you don't, you know, completely make a total ass of yourself, uh, as I have done on multiple occasions, especially because Thanksgiving tends to be long. Like it's, it's a whole day, uh, if not several days leading up to it. Um, and it can be really stressful. One of the reasons that, um, I, and I've said before on the podcast, like I don't attend uh, family events and I haven't in a long time is because it was incredibly stressful for me. Um, and my mom would get really um, overwhelmed and anxious. And what I recognize now is it was anxiety, but she would definitely make things not fun. Um, and she would have her own issues with, you know, Thanksgiving and the holidays. And I think a lot of times um, moms and parents in general have a lot of pressure when it comes to creating a, a really positive, helpful, you know, memory for their kids. And a lot of times that comes with a lot of stress. So an accountability buddy is going to be someone who can help you to remind you of your skills, remind you to breathe, remind you to drink water, ask you if you've eaten. Um, and so you can do that in tandem. You can have multiple accountability buddies. Um, and so if you're not with family, but let's say you're with friends or uh, with family of your choosing, like all of these things are really helpful in general in a group situation. Um, I hate holiday parties at work. That is not fun for me. Um, I've been working with myself or by myself for a long time, so I don't necessarily have to attend those. Um, but they are a stressful event for me. Anytime there's more than three people in a room, I get pretty stressed out because I have anxiety. And so that's a thing. Um, the next one would be to take an inventory of your capacity. So what is your ability to attend these events? Do you have enough energy? Where is your anxiety? Um, how are you feeling in general? And I think it's a good idea to take an inventory of your capacity for anything. Um, for me, it's shopping. For me, it's, you know, do I have the capacity to spend time with people or to work with other human beings? Um, and so I'm, I'm checking my inventory on a regular basis. So it's something that it's, it's a good tool in general to recognize what your energy level is in dealing with a challenging situation or any situation in general, but taking an inventory of your capacity and recognizing, do I have the ability, energy, time to take on commitments or hang out with people in general, but also, uh, especially around this time, to recognize that oftentimes people are overcommitting themselves to attend several events or go to lots of things. Um, and so if you're really in tune with what your energy is, then you can say, you know, I have the capacity to say yes to this. And even if I say yes, I'm going to recheck my capacity at the time of the event to recognize, do I still have the capacity to do this? And do I have to back out? Um, you know, maybe I said that I would go to, you know, four different dinner events um, on Thursday, and then I decide I only have the capacity for two because I didn't get a lot of sleep last night or, you know, whatever it is, being aware of what your energetic capacity is really helpful um, and also really paying attention to your own emotional capacity. Um, oftentimes, especially with the holidays, it can trigger a lot of grief, especially if you've had loss or, um, you know, change in relationship or different things. And so you may feel totally gung ho to, to attend the things and go to the stuff. And then, you know, come the time of the event, you don't have the same energetic level. And so you can, you make different arrangements based on where you are at the time. Um, setting up your boundaries ahead of time is a really helpful tool in general, uh, but specific to the holiday season, because 
you have the ability to set a boundary. And I've talked about boundaries on the podcast before, but um, a boundary is any limit where kind of this is where you end and where someone else starts. Um, And so recognizing that, you know, talking to your family ahead of time, talking to your partner ahead of time and saying, like, I only want to stay till eight or whatever. We need to leave by noon. Um, Time boundaries are super important. Uh, But also recognizing, like, if you see me in the corner with my creepy aunt who likes to kiss on the mouth, um, come and get me. (laughs) Also letting people know that your creepy aunt likes to kiss on the mouth. Uh, My mom, not my mom, my grandmother, my mom's mom was a mouth kisser. And my ex-husband didn't know that. Um, In Latino families, like sometimes people are very kissy and touchy and huggy. Uh, and he was not used to that experience. And so I had to warn him ahead of time. Hey, by the way, my grandma might try to make out with you and not in a sexy way. Um, so those kinds of boundaries are things to say out loud to, uh, another human. Also, if, um, you know, a lot of times these are potluck situations or there's an obligation to, you know, prepare a lot of food having conversations ahead of time to say like, this is all I'm willing to kind of contribute to this meal so that there's not extra burdens on you to do things that you maybe didn't sign up for. If you want to volunteer for them because you have the capacity to do that, that's fine. Um, But really recognizing, you know, that these are things that need to be set up ahead of time so that you are communicating them. So it's not a surprise. You're creating expectation. You're letting people know, hey, this is what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, You know, we've got three other places that we need to stop at. And so, you know, that can change over time. But if you let people know ahead of time, they have the opportunity to at least set up their own expectations for it. And they might be disappointed. They might be frustrated. That's their feeling and they're entitled to it. But if you're setting these things up ahead of time, you're really giving them the opportunity to make a choice and to find alternative ways of getting things done. And what you'll notice oftentimes with a boundary is if you tell somebody no, they figure it out, uh, but they have to hear the no out loud in words ahead of time without you know trying to read your mind of like, what are we doing or how are things going? Let's say you didn't get enough sleep the night before or you know you had some issues with uh, childcare or whatever it is. Like these are things that if you say them ahead of time, your people will probably appreciate it more than if you spring it on them at the last minute. I know for myself, if somebody isn't coming, I'm actually better off knowing that than kind of waiting for them or getting anxious about it, water. But communicating boundaries ahead of time is just a general thing to do regularly so that people start to recognize that you have boundaries, that you have limits, that you don't want to participate in whatever thing. Um, I think oftentimes of um, baby showers, hate baby shower, any shower, like wedding shower, all of those things are not fun for me. I don't like the games. Um, I think they're kind of silly for me personally, though lots of people enjoy them. Um, but my friends have learned, you know, that's not a Stella thing. Invite me for sure, but I will probably not go or I'll show up after when, you know, the drinks are served. Um, but setting up your boundaries ahead of time and learning to communicate those is practice for you, um, to be able to, you know, set your limits and recognize again, having an awareness of what your capacity is so that you can follow through with those things. Um, and having your accountability buddy is going to be like, Hey, um, can you remind me if I start to say yes to a lot of things that we're not doing that this time? Um, 
Remembering not to take things personally is a little bit challenging, but it's something I rec recommend often um, because I, I tell people that it's really important to recognize that a lot of times other people's emotional reaction to you has very little to do with you and it has more to do with their own stuff. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning, my mom would get a lot of anxiety right around the holiday season um, for whatever reason. I, when I was a kid, I didn't recognize what that was. Um, but there was a lot of expectation on her to create a situation. And so I think for myself, I have learned to not take other people's feelings uh, personally. I take them into consideration and I have a lot of empathy and compassion for them. Um, but I put that empathy and compassion on myself first and recognize, oh, I didn't like the way that felt or um, I, I know that my mom uh, and all of us, it's a family thing. We give a weird backhanded compliment. I'm working on it. Um, but I recognize that she's not saying those things to hurt me. She just says those things because that's how she communicates. Um, and I really try to be kind and conscientious uh, about other people so that I recognize that, you know, they're having their own experience in this situation specific to the holiday um, and it has very little to do with me unless I'm going out of my way to poke you in the eye, which I have done to multiple nieces. Unfortunately, it is not my, it's a thing I do. It's an indoctrination. I don't know. Um, but anyway, really recognizing that everybody has their own experience. Everybody has their own emotional tie to, you know, the holiday, the situation, big meals, who knows, but recognizing that they're having their own emotional experience and they get to have that, um, but you don't have to take it personally. This particular concept of not taking things personally comes from Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, who wrote The Four Agreements. I recommend it all the time to my clients, my friends. I have multiple copies that I have given away. Great book. Um, so remember that the human beings that we are interacting with, though they have a title, if you're going to a family event, are just that, they're human beings and they're having their own experience. And so oftentimes, you know, we overempathize with our moms, for example, and you know, I it was my job to jump in and help to manage things. Um, she wasn't asking, sometimes she was, um, but I know that like now when I hang out with my sisters um, or my brother, I jump into this role and it's not my job. It just is something that I do. I'm definitely getting better about it, but really recognize what your role is within that family system or that system in general, and then ask, you know, if that's something that, that somebody wants to participate in, um, which creates a really nice um, opportunity for conversation and to be like, Hey, you know, what's going on with you or how are you feeling? Um, so that again, you can detach from what's going on with them. Um, but recognize that they're just people like human beings having human experiences is a really good opportunity to for you to detach that expectation of, well, my mom always makes the turkey or, you know, my my grandma makes the chili or, you know, whatever it is. And really recognizing like they're having a human experience going through this. And so if they're getting spicy or frustrated or really wasted or whatever, like that's them being human. Uh, and so we don't have to hold them on this like expectation level of whatever their title is, um, I think oftentimes the holiday season can trigger a lot of that um, myth of family stuff. And, and there is an essay on my website about the myth of family. But, you know, when we have titles, people have expectations based on those titles. And so when you can shift the perspective to this is just another human being 
who may be having an experience that has nothing to do with their title or role, it's a lot easier to have empathy for them and compassion and not take what they're doing personally, um, which will help you to kind of detach and take a step back. The other thing is that you've got to have that empathy and compassion for yourself, really recognizing that, you know, like this year in particular, I'm far away. Um, Thanksgiving doesn't mean a lot to me, but I know that it does to other people in my family. So I want to check in on them and see how they're doing. I want to be able to maybe video and whatever, but I'm not going to hold it, like hold them to this accountability that they're not checking on me or they haven't, you know, reached out or said anything um, because it's also my job if I want to reach out to them. And so that's the other thing. Um, recognizing that your feelings, whatever they are, if you're having anxiety about attending these family situations, totally valid feelings. Um, you know, if you're having anger or resentment because you've done extra things, um, totally valid feelings. Uh, it is your responsibility to manage the things that you can control. And there are not a lot of things that we can control, but we can control our choices and our behavior. And so if we have chosen to overextend ourselves, we can also choose to take back or scale back the things that are expected of us. Um, and our behavior is 100% within our control, right? But that includes, um, you know, if you're feeling anxious, angry, frustrated, or sad, or whatever it is, to own that and then take some space for you to be able to manage it. It is not anybody else's job but yours to manage your feelings. Um, and if you're triggered in some kind of way, um, that's an opportunity for you to take a breath, reach out to your accountability buddy, recognize like what is happening with me right now. I know that when I get anxious or when I need to have a boundary or when I need to say no, my body gets like really tight or um, my chest gets really tight. And so paying attention to what is triggering you totally valid and important for you to manage, but it's not anybody else's job to be able to like check in with you or take care of you. Um, you got to take care of yourself. And I'm talking to adults here or pre-adults or teenagers or whatever, um, but your littles are also going to have an emotional reaction. And a lot of times little kids get overwhelmed, especially when there's a lot of people um, and especially people they haven't seen in a while. And so really paying attention to how your little is feeling is going to give you an opportunity to then manage them while you're managing yourself. Um, but it is something to pay attention to that a lot of times we're taking littles into a situation that they haven't really experienced. Like as adults, we've had several Thanksgivings and Christmases and New Year's and whatever, um, but they haven't had those same experiences. And so oftentimes they're going to feel overwhelmed. They're going to feel tired. They have done all the things that you have done in their little bodies for the whole day. And, you know, sometimes they're going to need a nap or they're going to need a snack. And so all the things that your littles are going to need are things that you need as well. So that's something to pay attention to. It's a really good indicator um, if your child is having a meltdown uh, because you're having a meltdown, <laughs> you know, maybe you both need to have a snack and go, you know, maybe in a corner and like, have a snack, take care of them while you're taking care of yourself. Um, and really recognizing like, oftentimes when I talk about self-talk specifically, I remind people like, how would they talk to a child? Um, I don't like children. I probably wouldn't talk to a child, but uh, <laughs> just kidding. If I did, I would probably be a lot kinder and gentler to somebody small with big feelings. Um, and so really recognizing that that's how I have to talk to myself when I'm having big feelings 
is um, to kind of check in with me and go, okay, what do we need? Do I need a snack? Do I need some water? Do I need a drink? Do I need to go outside and take a deep breath? Um, do I need an edible? Like whatever it is that your little body needs, even if you're in a big body, is to pay attention to those things. Um, and so really recognizing like everybody's going to have their feelings in these situations. Now I am, I am catastrophizing something that I'm not even paying, I'm not doing, but I do want you to recognize that, you know, oftentimes right around the holiday season, people get overwhelmed. They get grumpy, they get emotional, they are triggered. And like I said, oftentimes it's because if you've lived long enough to love a lot of people, you're going to lose people and you're going to attend these, you know, holiday situations and there will be a loss. There will be a lacking of, you know, the people that we love in these situations. And maybe they're not, they haven't passed, but they're just not there. They're not around or whatever it is. Grief is a, is a very valid feeling that happens around this time of year. And so really paying attention to that. Um, triggers are interesting because oftentimes we're going to feel overwhelmed or angry or frustrated or anxious. Um, and our family specifically, <laughs> they're the ones that installed the triggers. Um, not always, but certainly oftentimes. Um, and so really paying attention to the fact that when you are triggered, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're angry, when you're frustrated, um, your family is a contributor or your relationship. Um, the other thing that happens around this season is there's an exchange of littles if you, you know, have had a divorce or a breakup. Um, and so those are also creating feelings, right? And so if you have to, or if you're missing your kids because they are with the other parent, um, all of those things can be an emotional kind of booby trap um, to pay attention to. And so, you know, the triggers that you're having oftentimes are because, you know, you are working on your healing, you're changing your perspective, you're working on boundaries, all of those things. And holidays are an excellent opportunity to check if you are still using that skill. Um, and that's why, again, back to the accountability buddy, you have to say out loud inwards, um, hey, I'm really working on having better boundaries with my family. And so if I give you the look or if I shoot you a text that says SOS or help or whatever, um, that's someone who can kind of get you back on track just so that you can get through it a little bit easier. Um, I also recommend setting up an escape plan. And uh, that sounds kind of harsh, but it's true. Like sometimes, and I know for myself, like I only have maybe a two hour capacity, maybe four, depending on the situation. Um, and so setting that up ahead of time, right? Letting, you know, your mom, your grandma, your aunt, your uncle, whoever know we are leaving at two. Water. Um, and so, you know, following through with that. And that can change. Nothing is set in stone. But having an escape plan is really important. Oftentimes with couples, um, especially if we're going to one family and not your family or we're going to that family and not the other family, um, sometimes taking separate cars is a good idea just so that if you, you know, you're not stuck in a situation that you don't have the capacity for. Um, the cool thing about like Uber and Lyft is they're going to be super busy, but you can leave a situation and you don't have to stay there. Um, but having an escape plan is super important because even if you don't ever use it, having the plan is what's important. Um, and so, you know, escape plans in general, especially emergency escapes, 
Um, you never want to have to use them, but making sure that you have one is super important. And also communicating that so that you can set up the expectation ahead of time. You know, if the kids are having a hard time or, you know, I talk a lot with couples about like, okay, if, if the kids are having a hard time, but your partner still wants to stay there, totally fine, separate cars or making, you know, arrangements so that somebody can leave or stay or whatever. Um, but I think that's the other thing that's super important to, to discuss ahead of time. And if you're going to stay there, um, you know, if lots of people are traveling or whatever, um, being able to take some space for yourself to regroup, to take a deep breath, to, you know, decompress, whatever that is, all of those things are things that's probably a good idea to think about ahead of time. And I, I would stay really busy during the holiday season, like for work, um, because people get overwhelmed with these things. I would not talk about them if they weren't actual things that were creating issues. Um, and a lot of those issues come from codependency. They come from that need that we want to satisfy and take care of our families and people that we love, um, but we also want them to love us back and to you know, have that same expectation or to create that you know, reciprocity that doesn't always happen. Um, and you know, if you're learning new skills or you're practicing the skills that you know, you've been fortunate enough to learn from me or someone else, um, it's gonna take some effort and practice to use them on a regular basis. I wish that the holiday season was fantastic and magical for everybody, but it isn't. Because in a family system, and certainly in a larger community, there's lots of things that happen that aren't always positive. And so some years, you may totally have a great time and it's fantastic. You know, after COVID and all the things, like families are super important and getting together is really a, a thing that we're looking forward to. But there's a lot of issues that come with having those big gatherings or even small gatherings, right? Like a lot of people made it work during um, COVID the last couple of years where they would have things outside. And, you know, if you're at home in New Mexico, it was warm enough to do that. I don't know about this year. It's very cold. Um, but we make things work and family gatherings and having that sense of community is super important. But so is having boundaries so that you're not overwhelmed by them, so that you don't feel extra anxiety or extra frustration when you're hanging out with people that you care about, right? But you have to be able to communicate that expectation ahead of time. You have to be able to say, you know, I am feeling super overwhelmed. I don't want to make a 12-course meal that we're going to have tons of leftovers. Or I would really like some support in you know, getting these things done or cleaning up or tearing down. And if you have the capacity to do that, then you can follow through and volunteer, right? Um, but our capacity changes depending on what we're going through. And oftentimes, if we don't, you know, if we manage our own expectations, if we don't really put a lot of emphasis on having a perfect situation, you're going to have a lot better situation because it's fun. Um, but it's hard to have a good time and it's hard to have fun when you're overwhelmed by just the prospect of going to a situation. Um, and I use, you know, family a lot. And again, I love my family. They're great human beings. I can spend time with them in small doses <laughs> or just one for a long dose. It just depends. Um, but I know that for me, they, they installed a lot of the triggers, not intentionally, um, but it has, it is something that has happened. And so I talk a lot about family, especially in my writing, because that's where a lot of our triggers have been installed. Um, and so really paying attention to that. 
Um, but the other thing is that sometimes in other relationships, in other dynamics, those triggers happen and not everybody knows what's going on with you. And they don't have to know what's going on with you, but that you are having feelings. It's important to talk about, um, you know, I'm having a lot of anxiety or I'm just feeling down or I'm having some grief or, you know, I'm a little sad right now. Um, and you don't have to go into detail if that's not something you want to share, but it is important for you to be aware of what you're feeling and what's going on for you. And so once you can kind of identify, you know, that this time last year I lost a job or this time last year, you know, I was going through a breakup and now I'm having a hard time because Thanksgiving looked different or the expectations look different. Um, really being aware of your own capacity is super important. And so your, your accountability buddy or whoever you seek out as an ally to get you through those things um, is going to be someone who knows that stuff about you. And so a lot of my, well, all of my really close friends um, are out of town because I'm out of town. Um, but they would be people that I reach out to and say, hey, like, I'm going to this thing. Can you just check in with me in a couple hours if you have the space to do that um, to make sure that I'm doing okay? And I'll reach out to make sure that you're doing okay, um, you know, and then let's meet after and have dessert or whatever it is. Um, it's going to be a short little nugget today. I was not going to record on Wednesday or Thursday because I figured you guys would be busy. Um, but I appreciate you watching and listening. Um, you can reach me at lxtu.cod.coach at Gmail, uh, here on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, <laughs> on TikTok. Um, don't reach out to me on TikTok. That would be weird. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and holiday in the States. And I will talk to you soon. I'm going to end the video. I'm not going to drop the phone because I have created some kind of a tripod situation. And I will be back next week. Um, the full list is on uh, the blog on my website if you want to check that out. And I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. All right, so we are done on Instagram Live and uh, we'll finish up on the podcast here. Thank you so much to everyone who's listening all over the world, which I truly appreciate. Um, you can find us on all your major platforms. If you will share it, leave feedback, I'd really appreciate it. And I will talk to everyone in about a week. I hope that you're all doing well and staying safe and have a great holiday season.